Stone Cutters podcast. Will Catlett, Aaron Hankins. We back yeah, yeah. at it one more time. Back at it one more time. Bet. Will, how you doing this week, man? What's been going on with you? Man, you know, um, you know, I haven't said this, but I'm going to say it today. You know, my beautiful wife is five months pregnant. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah, you know, and she's been carrying our bundle of joy. You know, she's over here. She's the real super mom over here making eyeballs and hands. You know what I mean? And nervous systems. You know what I mean? I'm proud of her. You know? And I love her to life. You know? So, yeah, that's 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 what uh, that's how my week's going. How has your life changed with the new addition? And, like, have you been thinking about your future? Have you been thinking about fatherhood? What you, what you been thinking about? Well, I've already been a father, you know what I'm saying? Because I've mentored, you know, so many kids and I have I, I have sons that and daughters that are not my own, you know what I mean? But they feel like my own. Um, I'm excited because I haven't been through this experience to, you know, know what it's like to um, have my own child that comes out and resembles me. That's going to be crazy. <laughs> and then, you know, uh, shout out to Debbie Allen, you know, not the uh, the famous actress and dancer, Debbie Allen, but Debbie's our black midwife. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to get to pull my own baby out. You know me. I got to be artsy with it. You know, <laughs> got to go back to the old school. And, uh, you know, we don't know the sex of the baby yet. So um, I'm going to find out when I pull the baby out. So that's going to be great. That's awesome. So, yeah, man. You know, I'm following in your footsteps, brother. You know, I saw you do it, and I was like, okay, it's time for me to do it. So you inspired me, man. Thank you for inspiring me, brother. <laughs> I love you so much, brother. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Dad of the year. Will's about to be dad of the year. I'm about I'm, to be dad of the year. I'm going for a three-peat with a dad of the year. I've, I've won back-to-back -back, uh, dad of the years. Oh, yes. Uh, 2016, yes, 2017. We're going for 2018, Dad of the Year, 3P. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's going to be dope. You're definitely, definitely 3 peating it. 5-peating it, 6-peating it. Now, why did you uh -huh. want to be the, the person that pulls the baby out? Like, talk about that. What, what made you What made you want to make that decision? You know, I, it's, it's a scripture that um, I'm always, that catches me by surprise every single time. And it's when the Lord went to meet John to be baptized and God says to him, you're my son who I'm well pleased with. And that, that, that part always shook me to the core. And I was like, wow, man, that's a father saying to the son that I'm well pleased with you. So you don't have to look outside of yourself for any type of validation or acceptance because I accept you. So when I get to pull my child out, you know, I'm going to say, I'm, you know, I'm your father. You're, you're my child, whether it's a son or a daughter, and I'm well pleased with you. And there's nothing that you can do that will separate my love from you. I just want to be able to say those words because every time I hear them, I, I think they're so impactful because we all have been through things. I know you and myself, we've been through life where we were looking for validation or we're looking for acceptance. And, you know, I'm just now getting to a place in my life where, you know, I'm like, no, I accept myself, you know, and I've been, you know, and as great as my father, you know, I don't remember those words being said to me. 
You know what I mean? But I know my dad loves me. He accepts me. My, my, I'm talking about my, uh, my, my earthly pops. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Who I love dearly, man. You know, but I'm like, there's something about that being said, you know, uh, to your child. And, you know, I, I want to, uh, what, what is it, baby? The Lion King, when they lift up the, ba- the lift up, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Announcements. I'm going to take the baby outside and I'm going to be like, welcome to the earth. You're mine. I love you. You're always loved. And I can't wait to have our conversations when you can actually talk back to me. I know you can hear me, but then you can actually talk back to me. You know, I can't wait to get like a, a nanny and a, a Spanish teacher and all that. Like, my, no, my kid's going to be here. Yeah. <laughs> you think I'm dope. My kid is gonna be like, Dad, come on, really? <laughs> this is what you was doing back in uh twenty twenty uh what were we in? Twenty eighteen? Yeah. Back in twenty eighteen, you know, this is what you were doing. Uh I'm light years ahead. But I think my child is gonna come out and be like, you know, is this what you guys are really doing down here? <laughs> <laughs> like, but no, if my child comes out and be like, uh, where's Aaron? I need to go find Aaron because Aaron has the truth. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. So Will, yeah, yeah. Um, I, we're not. We won't talk too much about the movie that you're in, but you've had an opportunity to work and be around police officers. So, yes. So maybe talk a little bit about like your perception of police and how the working around police officers has sort of changed your perception. Well, I think it's a critical time, especially in Baltimore, you know what I mean? Because, um, you know, there's areas that the police really don't want to go in. You know, um, they they expressed to me that, you know, since the Freddie Gray incident, you know, um, they're almost scared for their jobs because now every time they jump out on somebody, if something happens, then they're uh, they're being, you know, prosecuted. You know what I mean? That's their livelihood. You know, um, some will argue the different with that because they would say, well, you know, uh, the Freddie Gray is, 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 is another situation. You know, it's not, you know, things could have been done differently. Things could have been handled differently, you know, so you can't really use that to make that excuse. But my goal and what I'm trying to do is be a bridge in art that they can see a cop who's loving on this child, this kid, and is a mentor and a father to this kid that 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 community and police and serve and protect and here to serve we can bridge that gap back again because i remember growing up as a child you know you like man a police officer was like a hero you know mm-hmm. now it's back to what it was when they were sicking the dogs on us put turning the water hoses on you know um don't call the cops you know what i mean uh after you know after police you know, it's become such a negative thing to be a cop. And you can, you know, and, and it's a band of brothers. You know what I mean? You can feel that, you know, even wearing the uniform and, 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 and talking to other cops that, that are actors that are portraying cops. I'm over there talking to them like, all right, boys, like, this is my family. You know what I'm saying? So I understand. I understand how you can be so invested in and we protect our own blue code and all that. I get that too, you know. But the thing is, the problem in every in America, the problem around the world, is that identity. Men don't know who they are, you know. And there's a lot of 
grandmas raising boys. If we fix the men problem, we can fix the world, you know? But that's like, you know, that's like really the, the hope that I can, I can have, you know what I'm saying, to pull into this, this the character Mouse, to pull into him when people see it and to see that love. And that love is real. Even the young man that's playing it, I love this child like he's my own child, you know. And if we can bridge that gap, Aaron, ah, man, we've created art and we've changed the world by just watching a film. So if one cop can be changed, if one person in the community can be changed, that a cop can think, you know what, this is a good kid that's going down the wrong road, you know, maybe I don't pull my gun this time. You know what I'm saying? Maybe I sit and talk with the kid. Maybe there are more cops that want to mentor young men. You know what I'm saying? Maybe they think about, you know, other methods to detain a person versus just shooting and killing because now you're invested into the human being and into life and preserving of life. We have to preserve life. Life has to be, has to be at the utmost of being preserved, you know? I know I said a lot. I'm listening, man. It's all good. We getting it. We getting it on. We getting it all recorded because somebody's going to hear this. I already see tears coming down people's faces, man. They, they Mm -hmm. for it, man. Right. You talking the good stuff? Oh man, I don't want there to be too much dead space. You got a question for me, man? Yeah. Listen, I was coming back, bro. I was coming (laughs) back. I was about to say, you know, um, how long you gonna keep the hair? Is the hair inspiring something? Like, like what's going on? So for those of you that don't know, um, started working at Nike uh, back in December of uh, 2017, and I vowed that uh, once I started working there, I was not going to get a haircut. Uh, it's coming up on a year, and my hair is uh, is wild. I'll, I'll say I'll say it that much, but it's also long. Mm-hmm. Um, so to answer your question, Will, I believe I'm going to cut it uh, when I get to my one year anniversary, which will be December 11th. 2018 so cut it just shave it all off and then start all over again just grow it out i'm just continue to grow my hair until there comes a point when i'm just gonna have to shave it all off we gotta have a ceremony man when you shave the hair off bro it's gonna be huge (laughs) you gotta get we gotta do a live on that (laughs) how you gonna do it you going to a barber or you going to um do it yourself i don't know i'll probably do it myself i the, the 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 story with me is that um I value time, and I talk to people about this. Uh, I want to talk about two things, but the first thing I'll talk about is evaluating your time. Um, I, f- I think it was at my first job out of school. Uh, I had a uh, mentor of mine, and he said, Aaron, how much is your time worth? And I was like, well, I don't know. And he was like, Aaron, you got to figure out how much your time is worth to see if things are worth spending your time on. Mm-hmm. And when I was in high school, you know, you go to the barber, and this is uh, back when I was – Going to shout out Penwood High School, Yaden, Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. Penwood. Mm-hmm. But I'd go to the barber, and uh, this is back, I-, I think barbers still do this. You make an appointment, so I'd be like, all right, I'm going to be there 7 o'clock. And you get there, and the barber's cutting somebody else's head, and right. then he leaves, and then he goes and smokes a blunt, and then he comes back, and he starts playing a video game. And you don't end up getting a haircut till. 8.30, 9 o'clock, or something like that. So I just took it upon myself. When I got to college, I was like, I'm not cutting my hair anymore. Let my hair grow out. Got my first job out of college. And I was like, well, I'm not going to go to a barber. So I'm going to buy the clippers myself. And I just started cutting my hair. I've been cutting my hair for probably the past 10 years. And I took a break, 
with my hair right now, just letting it grow. So to answer your question, I'm probably going to cut it myself again because I can't see myself spending money going to a barber shop. Now, I will tell you that when I interviewed with Nike, I did go to a hair salon and I had them cut my hair, but I did make it very specific. I said, hey, I'm going to be there at 1230. Like, I don't need there to be other people there at that time. Like, I want to get in and get out. So talking about having your having your your. Uh, your time and everything evaluated. Will, I, I don't even know what your hourly rate is, but I can tell people right now mine is probably upwards of maybe three or $400 an hour. Mm. If, 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 you, if you think about it, I mean, the, the, the example that I give folks is ironing your shirts. Mm-hmm. Now, folks, folks uh, the, those, those of you folks out there that wear shirts or blouses and you have to iron them after you wash them, I was finding that I was spending about an hour ironing all my shirts for the week. What I came to realize is is that one hour was about $50 worth of my time. But what I found was is that if I took those shirts to the dry cleaners, they could press them, clean them for $10. You know, five shirts, $2 a shirt, so that's $10. But I mm-hmm. got an hour. And if I'm going to spend my time of an hour and spend it on something, that's $50 versus spending an hour ironing a bunch of shirts that are only has a cost of about $10. So that's good. I think a lot of us, if you haven't already, sit down and even if it's just taking your salary or the salary that you want to have, break it down. You want to make $200,000 a year. How much is that going to be a month? How much is that going to be a day? How much is that going to be an hour? And then you start evaluating the things in your life versus does it cost more? Is there va- Am I adding value to it by doing it? Or is there more value added to try to get somebody else to do it and off, off, outsource Man, something? that's good stuff. That's good stuff. Because that's I think, and Will, you know this. I mean, the, 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 the more and more things that you have going on, the more and more precious your time is. And I think people just talk about how time is precious, but they don't, they don't put a dollar amount to it. You know right. what I'm saying? And the people who do... Doctors, lawyers, people of that nature, because they already know their hourly rate. Like a lawyer, he already knows that he bills people seven fifty an hour to review a contract or to review something like that. So when he leaves work, he knows that he has the ability to make at least seven hundred and fifty dollars an hour doing okay, whatever so he's doing. Help me, help me. Um, I'm not the the the. I know I could put it. I need the I need the math numbers in my mind. So say for instance, a person is. Let's be simple because, you know, somebody else probably out there like me. They're trying to figure out how much they're worth an hour. Okay. So if you're making 100000 All right. I got the calculator year. right here. We're doing 100000 okay. a year. Divide that by 12. So you mm-hmm. that's, that's $8,300 a month, right? Mm-hmm. There's 31 days in a month. Let's just do 30 days in a month. So mm-hmm. that's $277 a day. You want to work eight hours a day. Divide that by eight. That's $34 an hour, thirty four seventy two an hour. If you want to make, mm. if you want to make a hundred thousand dollars a year, your time at eight hours a day, for thirty days a month, for uh, what was it, twelve months in a year, is thirty four seventy two. But well, I'm gonna I'm gonna break it down even further than that. So a hundred thousand dollars divided by twelve, right, is eight eight thirty three, right, eight thousand three hundred thirty three dollars. Now let's break it down even further. So let's say that you don't want to work every day. So you're not going to work 30 days in a month. There's four weeks in a month. There's five, four. So you really only want to work 20 days because it's four weeks, five days a week. So that's so you take 8,333 and you divide it by 20. So then you, oh, let me do that, 8333, three, 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 three. eight, divided by 20. 
is 416.65 a day. So you need to make about $420 a day, only working 20 days a 20 days out of a month for 12 months out of the year. So 416 divided by 8 hours. So that's $52 an hour. So you need to be you need to be making $52 an hour, 8 hours a day, 5 days a week, 12 months in a year. So that's $52 an hour to make 100,000. But I think that what we need to really be thinking about is is that like we're not taking into account taxes, we're not taking into account all these different things. So for a lot of folks, the best thing to do is to round up. If you say, "Oh, I want to make $100,000" and you whittle it down and it's 52, bump it up to 100. You you're instantly worth $100 an hour. And when you start yeah. to think that way and think about how you add value to people and when you interact with people, hey, I'm a $100 an hour person or I'm a $200 an hour person or $300 an hour person. It's really about how can you provide that kind of value to people so that it's memorable, so that they can move forward and they can be better from that. You know what mm. I'm saying? You know what's crazy? We got all that out of when are you thinking about cutting your hair? <laughs> I don't That's like barbers. Decent. I don't like listen, barbers, bro. man. I don't listen. like barbers. I'm just This might be one of the best episodes ever, bro. Like this episode right here is 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 cuz it, it you got to know you got to know your worth. You know what I'm saying? And we talked about monetary, you know, gain, but also, you know, where are we spending our time? Because if we are a $300 type of, a $300 hour person, and you spending your time talking to people that ain't adding no value or you to on, you. You're on Instagram and you're swiping up. You're swiping up. You know, you, you're not, what are you, what are you doing? You're wasting your time. That's all I had. So, so we were talking about something, and it made me think about something real quick. And I think we'll we'll do we'll do a shorter episode, but I want to just remind folks of uh, of something. And we talk about thoughts become things. And I mm-hmm. have a buddy of mine who is in the process of getting a job at Nike, and he's asking me how do I approach this, how do I approach that, and I'm giving him all this information. And I stopped him and I said, "Have you written down your email address?" And he looked at me kind of funny and I was like, have you written down your email address? And he, he didn't understand what I meant. And I said, your Nike email address, have you written it down? <clears throat> and, and he kind of looked at me and I was like, yes, you need to get used to writing that down. Because right. you're going to be working at Nike and you're going to need to be ending your emails with your, your email address. You're going to need to be writing it down or filling out forms or, or anything of that nature. You got to really start to initially visualize it and write it on paper and he's like oh i can just put it in my phone i'm like no you got to bring it into the universe by writing it down and i'll tell you he wrote it down and then i told him to date it and put the date on i told him to take a picture of it and what i did right after he did that i opened my phone up and i showed him a picture that i had taken from about two years ago of a statement so i i was writing my name i was writing my email address but then i got much more detailed and i basically mm-hmm. I, t- I wrote down i said hey the, the work that i want to be doing it's going to be fulfilling invigorating it's going to be dynamic it's going to be with mm-hmm. world-class people we're going to be doing this we're going to be doing that and i dated it signed it put my email address on it and then it came to fruition wow so I'm, I just to, to just talk about what we always talk about is make sure that you're writing things down. If you have a value and you and you know what your value is, write it down 
And mm-hmm. to what Will is saying, there's a financial value, but there's also an emotional and a spiritual value as well. Mm-hmm. Like you have to think about, Will says this a lot, that Will, you're the light. I, I, I always mess it up when I say it. So you, you say that you're the light. How, mm-hmm. how do you say it? I don't know what I'd be saying. This is be coming off. <laughs> Talk about how you're the light. Anywhere you go, you bring light with you and you and you, you shine light on folks. That's more of the, the spiritual and the emotional side. So just, mm-hmm. just think about how you are, not only financially, but are you bringing positive energy to the places you're mm-hmm. going? Are you helping people grow and become better? Because I know even from me, from my experience and from Will's experience, the reason that we're successful is because we've helped other people become successful. Right. Will talked about mentoring. I do mentoring now. We we th- this podcast. We're just going to keep coming back to this podcast. Stonecutters podcast at gmail dot com. If you have questions, send them in. But this podcast, not only are we helping folks become more successful, but this is helping us become successful. Yeah, yeah. I'm learning. I learned so much on this. You know, just a, a lot of it is. I, I just how can I put it? I've learned a lot, brother. If I you broke that thing down about what you are worth an hour, your, your value, because it makes you so intentional about how you're spending your time, you know, and tomorrow's not promised to none of us. So we can't waste time. It is a luxury to have time on this planet, you know, but while we're here, we want to make the best of it. And, you know, when you put a value on it, then you start to say, okay, I'm not about to waste my time. Not only am I not about to waste my time with meaningless conversations, I'm not about to waste my time with negative thinking. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I'm not about to waste my time because it's taken, if I look at it as it's taken away of what I could be making and what I could be doing, you know, because sometimes you know how it is, man, we have all kinds of thoughts, man, does this person like me? I don't know if they like me. That person probably ain't even thinking about you. Nope. Not even. And you, you, you know, and that just took away time that you could be investing in yourself, you know. Um, so this this is good, man. This is good stuff. I think people are going to really be blessed. You know, they blessed by all that we say. But this one is going to really bless somebody, man, because that's how we got to move. Because if you look at it, we were talking about in a previous episode is that you know, how I like architecture and all that. They measure out how how much it's going to cost per square foot, how much it's going to cost man labor. So they can give you an estimate when the building is going to be ready to lease. Yep. They know exactly how much the time is going to take to complete and to finish something. And then they will start moving people in and they haven't even finished the roof yet. Because hmm. they got to make that money back. You know, and you start to look at it from a with, with, with fresh eyes when we look at it that way. I'm just saying, man, brother, I'm thankful for you today, brother. I'm always thankful for you. <laughs> Thank you, man. I'm I'm thankful for you as well, man. I really... Man, this is good, man. <laughs> this is good. Now, honestly, man, because, you know, here's the thing, Aaron. I do a lot of pouring into people, especially family. And it's good when someone can pour back into you. And the things that you've mentioned, my good brother, the way you broke that, you poured into me. Because what it does is not about so much about the money, but you poured into me to remind me to value my time. Mm 
the time that I'm spending. It's great to watch LeBron James and all them on TV. But I got to limit how much time I'm spending to be able to accomplish what I'm trying to accomplish. And I'm using LeBron as an example. I'm going to watch LeBron. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that time is entertainment. I'm going to enjoy it. And I'm going to learn something. You know what I mean? Yeah. But there's sometimes I'll spend, you know, hours investing in family, investing in friends, or investing in conversations that are really not going to go anywhere because you love people and you want to see them grow. But we can't forget to invest that time in ourselves. And I feel like this, this is for somebody. I've been through it. You've been through it. We all have been through it. You can't, you cannot negate yourself. You have to pour back in. You have to be around people that are going to pour into you, that see you in your best light, you know? And that's what you got to do. That's the best way I can say that. That's what you got to do. And that's why I'm just thankful, brother. I'm thankful for you, man. You know, I am. I am, man. You, you're, you're very inspiring. Thank you. I appreciate that. So, stonecutterspodcast at gmail.com if you have questions for Will and I. I think we've answered probably 20 to 30 questions so far over the course of our podcast. A lot of them, the simple answer is just do it. You already have mm-hmm. it within yourself. Go out and l- listen Listen to your, your, your inner self. Remove mm-hmm. the inner critic. Don't listen to your inner critic. The, the email address again, stonecutterspodcast at gmail.com. This is Aaron Hankins with my good brother, Will Catley. We want to say peace. We'll get, leave, him, leave him with something. I'm going to leave you with this. It's, see you in the spirit, Aaron. I just have one name popped into my mind, and his name is Alan. And Alan is going to listen to this podcast. Alan, you got this, brother. You got this, man. Go do your thing. Go make your inventions. Go do your crazy ideas that nobody believes in. Alan, go forward. We need you. You're a stone cutter, Alan. Make it happen. I love you, brother. Make it happen.